We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. Kyle, what's the single most important factor to a successful hunt, in your opinion? Well, I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but I think the single most important factor to a successful hunt would be some ducks. <laughs> Going to have some birds to start with. But other, other than that, as far as gear, I guess it's going to take some decoys. Going yeah. to have some, some good decoys. No, I, I, I like it. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Welcome everybody, Eric Wilkes here with Duck Hunting Fanatics, and I have with me here Kyle Kyle Homer of Homer's Guide Service down in Tennessee. Kyle, what did you see? Uh, what did you see out hunting this week? Well, it started off slow this week. We had two or three days with no wind, so the birds didn't really move much. And then we had a we had a pretty good migration of some ringnecks showed up around maybe Thursday last week. Everybody wore them out, but me for some reason it wasn't my day, I guess. But, uh, and then we saw several mallards, several high new bunches of mallards coming in today in front of this cold front. We got a cold front coming in. It's supposed to be, uh, 20, maybe 22, 23 degrees in the morning, I'm thinking. From, uh, Goodness. from 60 degrees to 20, we got a pretty big drop coming. So we're seeing, seeing a few birds out in front. One of my blinds said they saw a bunch of snows and blues come in today. Well, there you go. Sounds like then the rest of the week, moving into the weekend, you should have, uh, you should have a pretty good hunt then. Yeah, there should be some birds. Yeah, should be a lot of birds in the area by the weekend for sure. All right. Well, with, with that in mind, I mean, what would be your tip for all the weekend warriors that are out there for for that are fighting for spots on public land? Well, I guess my number one tip would be uh, go do a little scouting first thing. Don't just show up at the boat ramp and go running out in the dark you want to go you know if you're going to hunt a spot tomorrow afternoon you want to set this afternoon without a gun or a call or nothing and just kind of watch what the birds do and how they react and then tomorrow set up accordingly you know what i mean you can't you mess up more unprepared than you can than you can fix real quick 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, doing some scouting, getting out ahead of time if you can, maybe the day, maybe the day in advance if it's possible. Uh, what's the best public land in your neck of the woods? Oh, uh, well, here we have some watersheds as public land that that kind of feed the lake. You know what they actually what they do is they they are they're like filter watersheds. They have overflow system where the mud don't flow into the lake, keeps it from from uh, filling up as quick. And it's uh they're full of hydrilla and and coontail moss and stuff. And there's also maps for them here. You can look up a watershed map like TWRA has here around Real Foot Lake, and there's several of them. And and they're not not a whole lot of pressure on them. You know, it's usually just high school kids of afternoon or something, you know. But if you do your homework, you, you can get on some ducks on those watersheds with with that with little competition or, or, or overcrowding, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we talked last time a little bit about, you know, when, when the pressure heats up to, to have a little bit smaller spread and give them something a little bit different to look at, and that will definitely help. And that, that all it all comes back to scouting at the end of the day. And, and if you got time to get out and get out ahead of time, uh, and, you know, and I know a lot of guys, you know, they're going to say a, a good duck call is more than likely the, the number one thing they can't leave home without on the way to the blind. But what's the number two piece of gear that you need? Oh, uh, I don't know. You got me off guard there. Let me think a minute. Number <laughs> two piece of gear I need. Of course, you need to call and your shotgun, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be redundant. Uh, I'd say push pole be my most important tool in my boat other than my duck call. Sure. I'm going to need my push pole for sure where I can get around in the shallows and and just so, you know, putting out mojos and, and preparing. I usually get a, I usually get one of them mojo extendable push poles, what I like. Okay. There you go right there. A mojo, a mojo extendable push pole. Uh, and that'll let you go a little bit further and let you get into some tight spots and, uh, push in a little, uh, a little further than, uh, kind of go where that, the no man has gone before, right? And that's, I think, a yeah. lot of times, uh, you know, if you're willing to push in a little further, it gets you into some spots where no one else is willing to go or, or, or even able to get to. So it's definitely gives you kind of a leg up and a significant advantage to have a good push pull for sure. What's your favorite duck species you've either harvested or would like to harvest, and why? I, I guess I've always wanted to shoot a cinnamon tail. I never have had the opportunity. I saw a couple on the pond around here one time in the middle of spring. I thought it was pretty. I might go somewhere and try to figure out where to kill one of them. That's probably my bucket list bird. I'd like to kill a, a full-plume cinnamon tail. Yeah, it sounds like a beautiful bird. I, I haven't had the opportunity either. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. So, uh, anything else you want to add, uh, if for people that are hunting or maybe listening that are, that are hunting, uh, around Real Foot Lake in your area of Tennessee? Nah, it's just, uh, be careful and be safe. Cold weather coming in. Keep your boaters dry and out of the weather because it, when it rains on them, it gets below freezing, you're going to be stuck. Well, there you have it right there, everybody. Kyle Homra with, with Homra's Guide Service. If you're hunting Real Foot Lake down down and around Tennessee or looking for to take a trip, make sure you get out there and, and book a hunt. Kyle, real quick, just tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Well, you can reach me on my cell, 731-335-0764. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can follow us on there and keep up with us. If they fly, we'll be killing them.
Awesome. Sounds fantastic. Well, as always, Kyle, appreciate your time, my friend. You have a great week. Good luck hunting. Shoot straight. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right, buddy. See you, Eric. Thank you. You bet. You've been listening to Duck Hunting Fanatics. Boots on the ground, eyes in the sky migration report. On each show, we go knee-deep in the duck blind, and we talk to professional duck guides from all over the country. We interview them and get their top tips and tricks from their years of experience. We talk about everything duck hunting, applications for hunting over small spreads, hunting with decoys, the top five UTV accessories, shotgun accessories, duck decoys, anything and everything gear and apparel. To contact us when we're not doing a show, go to the website at duckhuntingfanatics.com. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at Duck Hunting Fanatics. We'll see you next time.